1: Welcome to the Tea with Bree. I'm your host, Bree. Thanks for listening. The Tea with Bree podcast is focused on deep, honest, and vulnerable conversation. Each week, I sit down with a different guest in order to have those conversations. Every week, we'll start with my guest's bio, and intro into how we know each other, and then we'll go into a deep dive conversation about whatever topic they brought to me that week. This week, I am joined by my guest, Joseph Reese. Joseph Reese, who uses he, him, his pronouns, is the youngest child of four of his household. His father, who passed in December of 2011, is the driving force that feeds his inspiration and motivation. He is a 2016 alumnus of Houston Tillotson University, the oldest institution of higher education and learning in Austin, Texas, and is also the only HBCU in Austin. From there, he graduated Magnum cum laude and received his bachelor's in music education. Currently, he has his own business as a voice slash performance coach. He's a full-time music teacher with Moon Tower Entertainment, LLC, serving as a lead vocalist for several of their ensembles, the matchmaker band being the main ensemble. You may remember Joseph from earlier in the feed. He was on one of my Kettle episodes. So we're back with our friend today. Hello.
0: <laughs> Hello. How are you?
1: You know, it, it's a day. We're making it's,
0: it. It's a day. Another day. Another,
1: another day. Um for those of you who didn't listen to the other episode joseph and i met christmas 2018 that math sounds right it was it was almost two years ago and joseph and i met because someone said that uh the preacher's wife wasn't a christmas movie (laughs) and we (laughs) highly disagree because out loud it it literally takes place during christmas and they sing christmas songs during this movie so
0: there's a whole soundtrack that we cannot ignore.
1: Such a good soundtrack too. Oh, chefs <sighs> kiss that soundtrack. Goodness, but Nippy. these these hoes out here just no disrespect, no respect for her.
0: <laughs> we did not deserve her.
1: We did not. So we're, uh, that's a that's a whole episode that you and I could talk about just the greatness of Whitney because
0: you go on and on.
1: Days. That's like a day. <laughs> that's,
0: Listen, I, I have to apologize to some of my students because I use her as such a an example for you know when I teach you know how she performed, how she sang, how she used you know every syllable in the word, how she took breaths. You know, I just I have to apo- apologize to my students because some of them are like, no, oh, she's
1: great, she's the greatest,
0: she's great. Come on, catch up.
1: I know I always laugh like so I've been singing since before I could like actually speak my mom only played Celine and Whitney in the house Mm -hmm. and some people hear like I don't have like any like quote-unquote training around singing like how'd you learn I'm like literally just listen to Whitney Houston your whole life (laughs) the way she breathes (laughs) like you're saying the notes the way she like like articulates the words when singing i'm like uh, there's no one more on.
0: see listen you're already ahead no no offense to some of my students but you're already ahead so uh <laughs> if you want to sign up you know <laughs> we'll drop lessons. everything in the show notes i can't with you <laughs> shameless plug a whole a whole shameless ass plug.
1: business <laughs> i can't. Uh, well i am so excited to talk to you today about this topic that you brought to me because you and i have like hours long conversations about this and <laughs> how we always say we're coming for each other during our phone calls and we don't mean to it's just what <laughs> happens when we're on the phone and i think back and laugh like our first about our first like facetime call we had a six hour facetime <laughs> the first time we facetimed which is wild
0: we would be in trouble if if cellular companies still did minutes we would be in trouble
1: i'd have to sell a kidney just to cover that one facetime (laughs) right like where am i where am i getting taken out a loan to pay off a cell phone bill oh
0: goodness yeah Six six hours
1: six hours but it was such a good conversation Right. And it talked a lot about dating. And I hate to use the word settling, but I think that's the best way to describe it. Because I feel like a lot of people in our age group are now getting to the age like, I just turned 30, you're 26-ish. Yeah, mm-hmm. young, young youth. <laughs> But now, like you're getting out of your mid twenties, moving into your thirties, mid thirties. So, so sorry, no disrespect. And <laughs> you know, we start to have these questions of like, do I want to get married? Do I want to have kids? If I want to have kids, do I have to get pregnant? Am I adopting? Like, there's just so many things you have to start considering if you know, thinking of that like quote unquote next step in your life. Um, and you and I have like talked about this. But before we jump in, like, what made you pick this topic?
0: Um. Well, kind of like what you said, you know, also along with us having had a, you know, 12 hour conversation um, about this, but, you know, it's kind of like you're reaching that point of, you know, growing into your, to who you are. I mean, you're constantly learning about who you are, um, but growing into the person that you want to be and you're starting to notice, you know. What have I done in the past that has worked? What have I done in the past that has not worked? Has the person I've been in the past been someone who I'm going to take with me into the future? And so it's just, you know, experiences that, you know, that I wanted to talk about, especially since, you know, we sat on the phone and literally attacked each other and consoled each other. And did I say it? And create this word therapized each other. I'm pretty sure it's not a word, but today it is. Today, it is. but um, yeah, I mean, it was it was a great conversation. That I think if we would have <laughs> had our first FaceTime on Zoom, we should have recorded.
1: Oh my god, imagine <laughs> six. It would have uh, been like a, it would have had to be like a series. Like could have had to like break it up for days? But
0: put a commercial in there somewhere.
1: Hello, yeah, I mean. I think what really stuck out to me that first time we had that call was you said this thing of you could have had you and me and oh. I am such a big believer and in, in what I offer and who I am as a person and as a partner and you know what I will and will not tolerate slash accept when in relationships and like that also that whole saying of like I know what I bring to the table so I'm not afraid to eat alone because it's mm. literally how I feel a lot of the time in these relationships that i relationships slash situationships that i have, have been in and you know i could i could ramble off all the things i've like said to friends right like one of my one of my favorite things i say is you can't give filet mignon to someone who barely deserves a big mac And, and I, and I think it's the thing of like, we, especially as women and femme folks, like we are taught for so long to like, give so much of ourselves, be grateful if someone gives us any sort of attention, make yourself smaller, you know, just, you know, it's such an honor to even just be considered to have your attention. And I'm just like, no, like half the people I have dated is because like, it just fell in, it just fell, I just fell into this relationship. And I have been guilty of, you know, sometimes not realizing my own worth and just being in, in relationships with people. And I've had friends who are like, girl, <laughs> we need you to like take a look at this whole situation. And I realize, like, it was, you know, a lot of me getting older and being afraid of getting older. And if I want to have kids, I need to like find a partner and, you know, quarantine Although it has been tragic and, you know, I don't diminish the fact like how big it has been and how impactful it's been on people has given me a chance to really like sit with being alone and, you know, work through if am I alone or am I lonely? What do I look mm-hmm. what do I want in a relationship? What am I willing and not willing to accept? What do I want in a partner? And, you know, this year I told myself that I'm not dating in 2020 and did a lot of meditation around that. And I was like, who am Mm -hmm. I to tell God, the universe, whoever, that they aren't going to bring someone into my life. So I kind of feel like quarantine was my punishment for
0: Mm. (laughs) popping off at the mouth. All this is your fault. This is my fault.
1: I will totally own that. Yeah. so yeah i i I don't know i just being in quarantine has really given me a chance to be like like just to do all that self-reflection and and you know i was talking to a friend last night i i'm a kind of person like i've been in therapy since i was 15. so like i've done a lot of this self-work and asking myself hard questions and i think quarantine is the first time a lot of people have had to spend time alone with themselves which is a very terrifying thing if you're not ready for it so yeah
0: True, and I can say, being someone who is just now getting to the point of asking himself those difficult questions, um, you start to discover certain things or you start to you know especially in like you said to kind of piggyback off of what you said in this this quarantine time um, you, you know you you're sitting with your thoughts, you're sitting with your emotions, and um, there's nothing to do but be in the house and so um people who are only with you so that, you know, y'all can go out or only with you so that y'all can, you know, go eat at some fine restaurant or whatnot. There's none of that. So it's kind of like, okay, you stripped away those things. Um, Are you cool with just sitting with me in the house? Mm. Or are you cool with us just sitting on the patio? Or are you cool with us, you know, going to the park or something like that, you know? So it's it's kind of like you're you're stripping things down and seeing what time, type of people are actually there for you, yeah. um, and that's not just within you know having a partner. That's within friendships. That's within anything. I am a thorough believer that in the Bible, where it speaks about and to give everyone a disclaimer, to give everyone a couple of disclaimers. First of all, um, I am a preacher's kid. Um, So there's that. And then also, um, (laughs) my advice may not work for everybody. Um, Hell, my advice may not even work for me, but this is a (laughs) trial and error type of life that we're living. Um, But I'm a thorough believer that when the Bible says, uh, when the Bible speaks about being equally yoked, um, that does not only pertain to partners, that pertains to friendships that pertains to of course like I said partners that pertains to jobs that pertains to you know opportunities that pertains to family as well you can be cut of the same cloth but unequally yoked come on somebody okay man lights you know (laughs) um but yeah I mean I, I think that some people when they look at that verse you know wherever it may be in the bible don't Don't ask me. Um, (laughs) Some people think of it as, oh, this is just talking about um, uh, two people in a relationship. No. It expands farther than that. You can be unequally yoked with anything. And so in this time, it's time to figure out who is equally yoked with us, who is Mm -hmm. for us, because you have all of this time, you know, when we come out of this, you shouldn't, and a friend of mine said this, when we come out of this, we should have no excuses. We should have no excuses for, you know, opportunities that we didn't, you know, make time to study for, or make time to, you know, make sure that we're ready for when they come our way. We should have no excuse for people that should have been, um, cut off and let me let me stick a pin in that cut off thing i'm gonna come back to it um we should have no excuse for tightening the circle we, you know our friend circle we should have no excuse when we get out of this we should have people that we know are for us because we went through this and we know that we can depend on these people so whew, to circle back to cut off i believe that if you live your life a certain way you won't have to cut anybody off they'll fall off I, you know <laughs> you won't have to cut them off. They'll fall off. I heard that the other day. I actually, I heard that yesterday. And I said, That is a fucking sermon. I know people usually ask, Can I cuss on hair? But I'm never going to ask because I've seen so many Tea with brief episodes. <laughs> I know I can cuss. Um, Thank you. <laughs> that is a sermon. You live your life a certain way. The people that aren't supposed to be there for you you won't have to cut them off they'll fall off
1: there's a i always quote this it's my godfather who's a pastor it's his one of his favorite (laughs) lyrics and i always laugh (laughs) but it's from meek mill from his song who you're around Mm -hmm. and it goes i asked god to protect me from my enemies and then i started losing friends and that shit gets me every time Right. Like because I'm a big believer, like I will cut people off like I have no trouble walking away. And it it throws a lot of people off when they see how connected I am and how many people I have in my circles and how vast it is. But I was like, no, like, first of all, I tell people I know a lot of people. I don't have a lot of friends. Those are two Mm. very different things. Like being a friend is an honor, like. Not everyone deserves the honor of being your friend. Like, that is a title you you should earn and hold dear. And I tell people, I think the term friend got conflated when we got to social media and Facebook friends became a thing. But it's like Facebook friends is literally anyone you can add from Facebook. You don't know these people who are great. You can add complete strangers. So for me, I tell people, it may appear that I have a lot of friends. I say, I just know a lot of people. And so with me cutting people off, I I tell people all the time, I didn't talk to my own father for seven years. So if you think I have any sort of issue not talking to you, you are sadly mistaken, right? Like I I am, and not that it gets any easier, it still hurts for sure, but I have really learned how to value myself more than I value the opinion of others. And I think until you get to that level of self-respect and self-love and realizing that the most important relationship you have is with yourself, everything else is kind of like, well, I'm going to show up honestly as my full self in all situations and like my privilege privilege right now is like if you don't like it don't look right like you don't have to be here i don't and no bad blood no you know no what have you but you know i'm totally fine keeping it you know casual business oriented and then you know thank you so much for this time goodbye right and you talking about equally yoked i have dated and was seeing people who i wasn't equally yoked with like Mm for a long time i was like i just i'm gonna you know i was one of those people, like you know whatever like a friend of mine would, would joke would joke and say you know at this point someone could throw me a cracker dr- cracker jack box ring and i'd be grateful just because like we're getting older and my girl it's tough out here like <laughs> but now i'm to this point like i would rather be alone and happy than with someone and miserable and you know, for a long time, I would try to make situations and relationships work that weren't serving me, but just because I felt like society wanted me to be in relationships. And mm. people in my circle would get people in my circle and people who would just meet me like, oh, like, are you seeing anyone? And i now?" like, no. And people like, oh, oh, and I'm like, oh, no, this is great for me. Like, <laughs> I'm right. never home. I have, you know, not found a partner yet who can, you know, deal with my wild, hectic life and knowing that, you know, I do all these different things and I know all these different people. And like, I don't ask people to like fit in and be uncomfortable. Like I want you to, if it fits great, if not also great. And you don't have to, you know, never make yourself uncomfortable. Like I would never (laughs) make myself uncomfortable to be with someone. Like you're saying, if it's meant to be, if you're equally yoked, that will work. But I have realized like I have dated people that I shouldn't have been dating. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because like I've seen you know, old exes who were like, yeah, I don't really like post about my relationship on social media. And now like, that's all they post on their socials, like them and their new partner. And I'm like, huh, mm-hmm. interesting. And it's just like, oh, it just wasn't meant to be like it. We both knew it wasn't right, but we felt like we had to make it work. I'm like, right. I would rather just walk away.
0: Right. Listen, it's, what can I say? It's, you know, it's, it's a learning process. And I say that so much, but it's, 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 it's true. It's a learning process, getting to, know yourself getting to know what you will and won't um accept and then when it's kind of it's, it's kind of like when you figure out that um it's it's then Implementing that. Okay, now I know what I really want to accept, but also I know I have to implement these things. I have to actually not accept X, Y, and Z. Um, and you know, I've been there before. It's, it's like you know, there was an instance where um, I started talk I started talking to this person, and then I don't know where we stopped talking. Mm-hmm. And I was you know I was kind of confused. Things were going well, and then I had to realize okay. I can be okay by myself. I was like, I don't need to talk to you every day. Um, I'm fine. You know, go ahead and, you know, start cutting ties and whatnot. And then, you know, sooner or later, the person will or won't come around. If if so, then yes. Or if so, then maybe, let's put that word. And if not, that's fine. And so it was within that where another instance of me having to sit with my thoughts and, and, and ask, ask myself those difficult questions where I was like, okay, you know what? You're, you're okay. You don't have to accept, you know, this. You don't have to accept someone dropping you out of, the, out of nowhere or someone getting an attitude and not wanting to speak with you. That's cool. I'm, I can cook for two people and eat both meals. That's fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Leftovers for days. Leftovers you know, for days. Just as good. Mm. Boom.
0: I'm still eating.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think also with me having seen such good, healthy relation, uh, examples of relationships, like my mom and dad were together for 15. My parents had been together for over 15 years when my mom mm-hmm. passed away um and you know my godparents have now been married for over 32 years okay math um and so like i have mentioned this before on the show like i am really close to my godparents like they are the the mecca <laughs> the mm-hmm. omega like i'm just like <laughs> right.
0: they're
1: they're on that on that top shelf list for me and you know the ability to have those conversations with people that I honor so much, and you know them being very vocal of their relationship, being like, "We, you choose every day to be with this person." And in right. marriage, my godmother has said, "Like everyone wants a wedding, not everyone wants a marriage." And that, Ooh. when I heard that, I was like, "Oh, girl, you pre- you preaching up? Let me you oh. down." She's like, yeah, everyone's the everyone wants that big party and be like, "Oh, I found someone." Right. And then like, and then what happens? Like, so she's, she's talked to me about that for sure. Being like, you know, you don't have to like settle or make yourself smaller or feel like you have to, you know, erase who you are to fit into the mold of what your partner is. But you do need to realize that like, there are three people in your relationship, you, your partner and your actual relationship. Like all of those things are going to change over time and you every day are deciding to stay with you know you're deciding to choose you to choose your partner and to choose your relationship and like that sitting with that advice for me i'm just been like it when it's when it's supposed to fit it'll fit like knowing you don't have to to make you know anyone in that relationship uncomfortable or you know your your needs and your partner will acknowledge your needs and hear them out and try you know to to do that to the best of their ability to make sure that you feel those um yeah like for me you know having like dated people who wanted to be in open relationships and that not being a thing I wanted, and you know, sitting with, well, why isn't this something I wanted and realizing you know, with my dad and I having that falling out, like I have really big abandonment issues and mm-hmm. feeling easily replaced because after my, after my dad got remarried and he had two, he got two stepsons, he's, he never came to any of my stuff, but he goes to everything that my brothers did. Oh, and It's so wow. like with me, I just felt so replaceable. And so like that energy has carried over into relationships and being very much like, I don't, If you want to date other people, just date other people. You don't need to date me too, right? Like, And then also, I, again, have so many connections and so many healthy, beautiful, important platonic relationships that I couldn't even imagine having more than one romantic partner because (laughs) of all the other relationships I have that feed me and are are so beneficial to me. It's like I've had partners who want multiple partners and I look at their situation like, oh, you don't have as many people in your life as I do. So for you, you're looking for other people to feel that to fill that need and you're right. looking for that in multiple like romantic partnerships, which is fine for you, but that's not something that I need and we can be friends and go from there. but I just know like this this is one of the hills I'm willing to die and it is not something I'm willing to to negotiate on and i I want people to know you can have your hard line <laughs> drawn in the concrete, not even the sand lines right and saying like these are things I'm not willing to accept because there will be someone who will also accept that. I'm like, okay, heard, like, got it. What, what else, what else is there on your list?
0: Right. And I think for me, um, and I can totally agree with you on what you said. I cannot entertain more than one romantic partner at at, at once. I can't, like, not that I, I, I have not tried, but I don't think just by the person that I am that I could entertain more than one romantic partner at once. I, I can't, like, I can't split my vision. I can't split my, my heart because I feel that when I have the type of intimacy that I, that's my love language, the type of intimacy that speaks to me, type of intimacy that, you know, fills my cup. When I'm getting that from someone, that's the only person i want it from.
1: And mm-hmm. I can't,
0: I can't fix my mouth to ask someone else for that, or I can't fix myself. So, fix my mouth to you know want someone else to entertain that or to ask anyone else to entertain that um and so I agree with you that I can't like I need a monogamous relationship I, I can't I can't do anything else outside of that um and of course this is me speaking as you know a young man it could change and I could be like you know want a couple concubines or whatever but <laughs> I don't see that um as I am now and I'm kind of Figure that, you know, if me in my 20s only wants one person, then maybe me going forward will probably still want one person. Yeah. Um, but and this is going to lead into what I'm about to say is going to lead into um, something else, a topic that fits into this that we also didn't mention. And again, I know you said get you a me. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yes. Everyone <laughs> go to www.me.com backslash Joseph and get you a me. Um, but, um, I also have had conversations with my mom and I actually get a lot of relational mind, mindset, mindsets, mindsets, whatever, however you want to explain that. I get, I share a lot of relationship type of ideas with my mom. I get some of that from her. And one of the things that we kind of settled on is, um, the idea of chasing, um, I don't think, and you, you know, you talk about how the man should be the one that chases and whatnot. Okay, those hierarchy of ideas, you know, old ideas or whatever. Um, I am not going to chase you, period. Come on. I will, pr- I will pursue you. Hello. But I will not chase you.
1: Now, what's the difference between the two?
0: We need to break that down. So when, which one do you want to talk about first?
1: Let's talk chasing.
0: Chasing. Okay. Chasing insinuates that this is a game.
1: Hello. It
0: it insinuates that, you know, we're playing hide and seek or we're, you know, you know, ring around the rosy, whatever you want to call it. I'm, as I, as you will hear in the lyrics of a song that is yet to be released.
1: Waiting on it.
0: (laughs) uh, It says it just like this. I told you once before, I'm no arcade. I don't. I will, I pursue, I don't chase. It it gives the insinuation that this is a game and I'm not about to play games with my heart.
1: Mm. I'm not going to play
0: games with your heart um, because I don't think that's fair because no. it's like, you know, there's no, there's no, you know, spare lives or whatnot. Oh, you, you know, stepped on a mushroom, you lose your life. No, there's no, you know, restarting of the game, or whatever. Mm. I mean, it's not like you're going to die, but... You know, your heart gets played with, and then the walls get thicker and thicker around that heart. And like mm. you know, no one, no one needs to be the next person coming in, having to break down those walls and trying to prove that they're not what the past person was. <laughs> Nobody needs to do that. You know, of course, not saying you know that will happen where mm. you know you've got walls up and everything, but we're we're not gonna play games. And pursuing, you know, that, that's when you're pursuing someone. You're speaking their love language. You're, you know, paying attention to who they are, what they like, and you are making those adjustments or, you know, sometimes it may be even compromises. Um, Like case in point, someone may like to FaceTime and you like to text. Well, okay, fine. I'll put a wig on or I'll I'll comb my beard or whatever and I'll FaceTime or I'll take this bonnet off and whatever and I'll FaceTime.
1: Not not me, I'm moving it on.
0: Um but yeah, so pursuing is making those you know is 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 somewhat it's an investment
1: I, that's it's what investment. i'm hearing that's, that's what I'm hearing is like right. you are hearing what I'm saying and you are doing things that you know I will appreciate it as an investment in whatever this relationship will look like, our future will look like it's like it's it's setting a foundation uh, I love that
0: exactly, and yeah. you know i I refuse to play games, I say that been there, done that. I, it's not it's not conducive to who i am it's not conducive to building something healthy to where you're starting this off where you're starting this off with you know playing games you're starting this off with you know playing hot potato with somebody's heart we're not doing that shit there no and so it's kind of like you know, it's kind of, uh, it's surprising that, you know, that's one thing that I had in common with my mom because we really haven't had too many, like, relationship conversations. Um, but we were just writing one day and, you know, we started talking about it. And, you know, that's one thing that we really kind of settled on that, you know, what Chasey insinuates that, you know, it's a game. And it's not. Another thing we kind of settled on or discovered that is is similar between us, and you kind of touched on this point, I'm easy to we mentioned it like this i'm hard to get but i'm easy to lose um Woo! and so it's kind of to the point where you know if if you're not valuing me if you're not you know speak and i keep going back to speaking my love language cuz you need to you need to know your partner's love language so that you understand how they love but we we'll, we can tap into that later if you're not valuing me if you're not speaking my love language if you're not you know if you're not actively investing in this then no matter how much no matter how much i may love you if i know that this is unhealthy for me i will walk away
1: you gotta love I, yourself more i, I have to love, love me more. more than i love you yeah
0: exactly and i think that's sometimes what we forget is that we're so busy loving this other person that we forget to love ourselves, and we forget to speak mm. our own love language we forget to invest in ourselves we get lost in in chasing this other person because you know. They're not, you know, we're trying to make sure they don't leave us or we're right. trying to make sure, you know, these other things don't happen to where we have to build up these walls again. But if I may love you to the moon and back, but if you're not healthy for me, I've got to let you go. And it will hurt. It will hurt like hell. But it's something that I have to do because I have to love. Somebody's got to love me. Somebody's got to love me.
1: I don't think it's somebody. I mean, it's I have to love me. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I I have said it before on this show. There's I've only ever broken up with one person, and that was a recent relationship. And he was great. He was a lot he was back this up. He was a lovely person, but I don't think we were a good match. Mm. And you know, when I made the decision to break up with him, and like he would try to message me, and we would you know try to get me back, and then like would text me like weeks later. And, like, want to, like, finally do the things that I talked about. I was mm-hmm. Like, if it took you losing me to realize that you could lose me, we're we're already gone. Like, if losing Uh-oh. me was never a fear of yours, then what... And it's not like I want you to live in constant fear, but I want you to realize that, like, I'm still a person and I'm still, you know, in, in need of things. And just because we are together doesn't mean we're always going to be together. And so that was, you know, d- doing that was difficult for me because, like, I would still text, would still reach out. And I was just like, mm-hmm. i not... And I, but I'm also like, you're saying I'm really good at not responding. Like I, again, I didn't talk to my own father for seven years. I'm real good at setting boundaries. And like, no, I'm not answering this. And (laughs) you draw a square in the air. Um, But yeah, that was, that was a really big thing for me of just being like, or like if I stop, you know, there's this other person I was dating and we decided to just be friends. And I was like, okay, well, I need like a month of like not talking to you and not seeing you because I need that like, reset of the terms right like Mm. i have to reevaluate some things and you know try to work through some stuff um but then coming back and like now we're fine. we're actually really good friends but that's what you're saying like i if i i have to consistently choose me and 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 keep myself safe first because if i'm not good to myself i there's no way i can be a good partner to you right and so like this whole idea of chasing i tell people the only time i run is if other people are running (laughs) <laughs> like, I don't do marathons. I don't run for fun. I don't run when I work out. Like, I would get my cardio other places. Like, so the the <laughs> thought of me running after one or or chasing after someone and, you know, and I think a lot of people want to be chased. They want, I I think my whole thing is like, I don't play games. Like, I'm just too upfront about things. And, you know, being very much like, no, I'm into you. No, I'm not into you. I think this could work. I don't think this could work. And, you know, the idea of playing games, and just like, oh. Aren't you tired? Like, right. there are so many other things in life I already have to navigate and negotiate in like other situations. Why would I want to do that in like more romantic life? So, right, yeah, I I, I love this idea of investment and in being in in being pursued. And it's not just a one-sided thing, right? Like, if you are willing to be pursued, that means you are open to the idea of investing into the situation. So,
0: right, that's 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 Chile. what makes it. A- a two-way street if you're open to being you know if you're, if you're open for that then you're open to being invested in um it has to be that two-way street um but but yeah it's i'm not chasing i have asthma why what do i look shut why up. <laughs> why, <laughs> why would i chase anybody i've got asthma anyway um i already hate running so there's that um but yeah that was that was interesting seeing how how this initial conversation this initial adult conversation between my ma- my mother and myself seeing that we had those things in common that was you know it kind of made me feel like okay well I'm not weird I'm not strange you know these are you know things that my mom has implemented or you know thought processes that that she's implemented because the thing is I didn't have the chance to have that those con- kind of conversations with my dad
1: mm-hmm.
0: um being that he passed in 2011 I ch- just turned I had just turned um, 18. So being that I didn't get the chance to have those conversations with my dad, he passed in 2011. I had just turned 18 nine days prior. And so I turned 18 on the 4th. He passed on the 13th of December. And so I did a lot of growing up. Um, And this is where our stories are, are similar. I've told you this before. He passed on a Tuesday, went to school the next day. I had a physics test. I um, had to prepare for a band concert that Friday. You know, I just went about my normal operations. Of course, yes, I was sad. Of course, you know, there were people that were consoling me. I think my whole senior class wrote a card, stuck it in my locker or whatnot. And I was like, wow, these people are quick. Not to be funny. But um, yeah, it was just, I rolled with the punches. I dealt with, and um, this is me listening to previous tea with brief conversations. You know, I didn't really deal with the grief. You know, I just steamrolled mm. straight through it um, and didn't really process or even shed a tear until like maybe like two or two and a half years later. But yeah, those are the kind of conversations that I wish I would have had the chance to have with my dad just to see, you know, what we would have had in, in common. Of course, a lot of people say that we look alike, which, you know, the more gray hair that I get, I'm starting to agree. <laughs> But, you know, I, I wonder what these, you know, these adult conversations would have been like with my father. Um, my mom and my dad were married for 28 or 29 years before he passed, knocking on 30. But yeah, they were, you know, had the three of us, you know, we all lived in, you know, a very, you know, loving household. And we always saw a relationship that was functional you know, especially functional within us, they didn't question each other's authority in front of us, you know, all of those, those things that make a relationship seemingly what you want to emulate when you have a chance to, to have that opportunity yourself. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting taking the time to pick my mom's brain, but you know, I do also wonder, you know, what these conversations would have been like for my dad, but you know, it is what it is. I'm, I'm glad that I have, someone that's willing to pour those ideals into me and, and, you know, reason and let me see what is similar between the ways that we think, even though, you know, we're generations apart. I, I think that's interest, interesting.
1: Talk to your parents, people. True. Parents and grandparents. Cause my grandparents were married for a long time too. And my, my grandfather passed in 2008 and my grandma like hasn't dated or like done any like romantical things since. She's like, i had a very good long Mm. relationship with your grandfather i'm good i'm like okay like to just think of that too like even after your partner is gone they're still like with you and i'm like oh, right goals right goals and in i think what's been so hard for dating nowadays i was jokingly say like i would love like an arranged marriage <laughs> everyone's like wait what i'm like <laughs> i feel like i'm very much an old soul like i was raised by southerners in the north so like i have like a very different like set of values like growing up with real country people but also in new england like even up there the the energy is like you go to school you get married you have a kid Yes, sorry you grow grow up you go to school you get married you buy a house you have kids and it's like this very simple trajectory And so when I moved here, I was 26, and I was like, okay, we out here. We're living it up. And by out here, I mean just living in a different state. Um, (laughs) And, you know, thinking about living in Austin, and I talked to um, a girl who was on earlier this season, and we talked about, like, dating in Austin and how it's difficult because so many people move here every year, and there's Mm. all the dating apps. And, you know, it's just – this Peter Pan complex of like never really having to grow up because we live in this really like big, big tech place and you know you're right. able to go when we're allowed outside we're able to go like on a different date with a different person every single day, and right. like that that whole chase mentality no one wants to pursue because there's like well someone more attractive may move here or someone more aligned with right. me move here and I'm just like okay like right. my energy around dating is like if it happens great if it doesn't great but I. Legitimately think I would be introduced to someone just because I'm not on dating apps. I hate texting. I'm more of a phone call, but I'm really more of a like, hey, we met, let's go like grab a coffee or something. Like I'm just a face to face sort of person. And so with me, I'm like, I'm just I should have been born in the 80s. I could have been raised in the 90s for real, for real. Like (laughs) give me a 90s sort of love, people is literally all a girl needs goodness goals just give me some of that uh what the frick is that show a different world uh give me some a different world love
0: there it is then
1: come talk to me because that show jada pinkett's character or her boyfriend were goals (laughs) still think about that shit Uh. Um, but yeah i mean and i always laugh because i think of like those two characters and and then i think of like Issa Rae and lawrence which i have not watched the new season of insecure yet
0: oh goodness come on Uh, -uh, because
1: i quick sidebar i can't do this week-to-week bullshit anymore i need a binge because i've been waiting for all them to done to be done and now i'm gonna watch them all on monday (laughs) because you're
0: spoiled I think yeah. I missed did I miss last Sunday's episode well great no, I'll call you Monday
1: we could talk about it Monday after I've watched them all but I think about like those relationships of like a 90s relationship and like now and how much things have shifted like we think about like the movie when Harry met Sally and the internet was just just starting and now mm. like everything is like so done on the internet and I'm like I just want face to face time like right This whole phone situation is cute or whatever, but there's me and actually be like real humans.
0: It's become so transactional. Like it's just, you know. It's
1: it's another form of chasing.
0: Right. Tired. Exhausted. Exhausted. Exuberated. Just all of that. You know, it's, it's, that transactional stuff you know it's 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 not fulfilling there's no as they would say in the church there's no meat on that you know this is all milk Mm. you know you need some substance and it's not it's not there um and so you can get burned out you can get you know burned out on you know somebody um you know always thinking about okay what else is coming along you know well why can't you spend time and figure out what you've got right here in front of you. Right. Um uh, you're so, you know, your mind is somewhere else all the time and you're not paying attention that paying attention to you have a me right here in front of you, but you don't want you don't want that. You but don't, you're you don't all up in your
1: phone looking for other other me's. Okay. Oh. Which is fine. Uh oh. You could take my name out. You can take my name right out that hat then girl. Boop. Take it out of that pole.
0: Take it out. Go find you uh, something, something. Go find else. you with
1: somebody else who wants to be one. One right. in a gajillion. I mean, know.
0: <laughs> Nobody has time. Mm. Nobody has time. And I, I, you know, I think that. So let me ask you this question. Sure. What is the time limit for that you give somebody to where they should know you? Like they should know what oh, kind of sure. person you are. What you know, what to expect. How you expect to be treated
1: to be on to be honest i've never really thought about it
0: Mm.
1: and i think it's because i'm such a open person like you ask me Mm -hmm. anything i'll I'll answer it also because of this show like if you don't if you're trying to date me and have a listen to the show what are you doing you're wasting a free resource here (laughs) like episode 14 is literally everything you need to know about me so (laughs) shameless plug shameless plug um but then also like I feel like also with my social work background and having been in therapy since I was 15, like I will literally answer any question. It might take me a minute to like get everything out, but I'll answer it. Right. So I think within like, if we're talking, like talking to someone and seeing where things go and what have you, I think, I don't know how to put a timestamp on that. I feel like mm. you were, I mean, there's people who've been married for 30 years who still that whole trope of like, I learned something new about my partner every day, every day of the 30 years. So I'm like, I th- I I wanna caveat it without of like, I mean, we're always growing, we're always changing. But I feel like you sure. you should know me as a person at least like a month and a half in. Mm. Maybe two months tops. And I think it's because <laughs> i don't do the whole like you know we're gonna date for this amount of time and then we're gonna introduce you to my yeah, friends yeah, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. i'm like hey so if you want to hang out this weekend that's cool but my friends and i have plans and you can come with us like it's <laughs> like i want people to like drop in and like see how i interact like True. i want you to have like a submersive experience because you know right. my people mean so much to me and you know My ex, he lived in Houston, and so he would come to town on the weekends. And so he met all of my friends really quickly because I was with them every weekend. And some like times I didn't know he was coming until like the night before. And so like I'm Mm. like I'm not gonna not make plans because you don't know if you're coming or not. But if you come, you're welcome to hang out with us. So like he got to meet my friends like going bowling at ACL when we went. Like so I feel like you get to know me, but then also you get to know my people and how they interact with me and Mm. that whole. I, uh, another thing that's always gotten to me is when people start dating especially in like cis hetero relationships which I never understand but anyway who date and you know they're not allowed to make new friends mm. and I'm like I, I, I mean, maybe that's a whole different conversation I need to have with someone but I've, ne- I've never understood that and people are like well the, you know you never know new friends intentions and I'm like why are we so distrusting of other people like I, I, I guess that's for me. Like I meet a new person every couple of weeks. So I'm like, <laughs> there are people I'm constantly meeting that I'm not going to make, Oh no, you, I can't be friends with you because I have a new, because I have a partner. Like that's stupid. That's a whole thing. Maybe that's just my privilege in being single for so long. But to answer your question, um, probably like between one and a half, two months, I feel like you should mm-hmm. know me if we're talking every day, if you're you're know, spending time with me when we're allowed outside, <laughs> um, that part yeah and and again having these endless resources between not only my show the amount of writing and posts that i do like it's social media you can google me and i'm gonna come up between linkedin interviews i've done blog posts i've written interviews i've had done like there's just but i but on the flip side i feel like if i met someone new and i wanted to get to know them i would literally make the effort of like okay what if we well we're getting to know each other like I have loved, like, different things my friends and I have played since being in quarantine. It's like, what is something that we haven't talked about that we should talk about? And so, like, mm. I, like I like that. The whole point of the show, like, I love vulnerability and getting messy. <laughs> it's mm. my favorite thing. I love discomfort. Um, anyone who listens knows that, like, my, my quote is, you know, change happens in the uncomfortable places. Like, for sure, right. like, giving you all that. You and I had a six-hour conversation. Yeah,
0: but we didn't go. Just we didn't vulnerable. have vulnerable we didn't have that prompt was the, well of course it was our first
1: right face but just, time i think we just both came in like we're both in quarantine this is the first like real human connection <laughs> i've had let's just come in and be super vulnerable <laughs> and i think it's like really been beautiful like i was talking to anna and she was like how long have you known joseph like well i met joseph over almost two years ago mm-hmm. but we didn't like get close until quarantine we had that six hour phone call and she's like wait what i was like yeah we called each other one night i had a six hour Facetime." and i and i, and I love that like that thrown in the in the trenches energy, especially right now, like you were just saying, there's no reason why during quarantine you can't have these hard conversations because you can be like, you know, I'm loving where this is going, but I need to take a break and I'll call you later, right? Like, right. you're able to walk away from those situations if it gets to be too much. So, exactly. Tangent. One,
0: <laughs> right. one
1: to two months in.
0: Right. I, I agree with you. You know, if you're, once again, going back to making that investment. And figuring out who I am, figuring out if this is going to be a friendship relationship or just, you know, some type of networking and, you know, situation, uh, whatever your investment level is, you should figure out who I am within, I I would say, I would say maybe two to four months, you know, I'll, I'll give you a little bit more time because, you know, maybe you're not, you're still trying to figure out if I, I mean, you shouldn't be, but I'm the, I'm just like you. I'm an open book. I'm not going to volunteer much information, but if you ask me any question under the sun, I have no reason to lie to you. Um and so I think once once that's figured out, you know, you know, you put the pedal to the floor and you know, boom, you want to talk about this, I got you. Want to talk about that? Boom, here we go. Right. Um so I would say maybe maybe 2 to 4 months and then you should know, you know, who I am, how how I operate, um what this is going to be. Uh, But I think it's interesting to ask that question to see, you know, how, how people, if people even gauge or put a time limit, or if they just, you know, go with the flow, hey, this person pops up one day, let's see if this is, you know, something that we convert that we can see if we can converse you'll see where this goes some people just go with the flow um but i think some of us we look back you know we look back maybe a year down the line and we're like this person should know me better Mm. like (laughs) you should know that um i'm not you know this or i'm I'm not not
1: for play play
0: i'm not for play play listen there's no controller that works me there's nothing um but yeah, I think sometimes we look back and when we kind of evaluate, especially in this time. This is the time where I can say that I've looked back or I've peered over conversations or peered over the type of interactions I have with people. And I'm thinking like, you should know me better. You've known me for six years. You should know
1: mm.
0: X, Y, and Z, or you've known me for two years. You should know that, you know. I don't operate this way or that my mindset isn't that way. Why are you trying to, you know, yeah. you know, so I think in this time, that's something else I've been doing as well as, you know, seeing if things are, are equally yoked, but also I've been, you know, evaluating how much a person should know me. And so that's interesting.
1: I, I'm sitting with a question that I have, that I want to ask you mm-hmm. about dating and pursuing people and what have you. so when you are interested in someone what what how do you let people know that you want to pursue them how do you go about that i have questions what's the what's the joseph reese dating step by step or pursuing step by
0: step i don't even know if it's a step by step um (laughs) i think it's also it that kind of tags that kind of tags onto what we just kind of let off of of knowing me Mm -hmm. um so to know Joseph is to know that, I guess this is my version of episode, of your episode 14. I can't say uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh To know Joseph is to know that he is um, sort of an introvert um, and also someone that doesn't let um, too many people in. He's not He's very selective with who he's vulnerable with. I'm friendly with, you know, a lot of people, but friendly and palatable with a lot of people. But um, And that palatability kind of speaks to our previous episode that we had. Uh, um, but I'm not always going to be super vulnerable with a lot of people. And so I say that to say if I'm opening up to you and if I'm talking about actual and factual emotions with you and and we develop this closeness then there's something about you um that you should pay attention to if i'm letting you in and i'm giving you trust because if 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 you can get me to trust you you've got me like you you've got me if if you can gain my trust you've got me um and those are the kind of things that you know you have to i'm not say have to not trying to force anybody but those are sort of the things that you should pay attention to when it comes to, you know, entering into something more than just a friendship with Joseph. And then we we have those conversations about, okay, well, what is this? What do we want from this? Um, where do you see this going? It's, everything should be that open line of communication of of, you know, you know, I like you. I like you too. You know, where do you see this being? You know, where do you see us going? Is this something that you could see working out? Because once again, I'm all about not wasting anyone's time, especially mine. Um, And I don't want to waste anybody. Most importantly, yes, I don't want my time wasted, but I don't want to waste your time, meaning that I'm invested in you, but it's wasting your time because you're not invested in me, which in turn is also me wasting my time, but I'm still, you know, being very giving and thinking about your time. I don't want to waste your time, but you know, Is,
1: is our time equally yoked, if you will. Is
0: our time equally yoked? Eh? So um, <laughs> yeah, those are, you know, those are some of the like preliminary things, you know, I'm me, you should catch on to me being vulnerable or you should already know, Hey, I'm not vulnerable with a lot of people. If I choose to let those walls down with you, that's something we should take note of because that means that I trust you. That means that I'm trusting you with my flaws, I'm trusting you mm. with. I mean, because it's easy for someone to see, oh, he can sing, oh, he looks good, oh, he has his chest out sometimes, oh, he, you know, he's got a nice beard, oh, this and that, you know, he speaks, uh, here we go, he speaks so well, all that other stuff. Whew. But what's not easy to see is, um, you know, some of the flaws that I hide, some of the weird quirks that I, you know, would rather not, you know, explain or the very fact that there are some things about myself that I have to go into explanation about you know if I choose to delve into those things with you I think you should take notice but some people don't take notice and so that's neither here nor there oh sips tea Sips.
1: yeah I I don't know what to say my brain is is just jello my heart is full because I Hope this brings people some comfort because Joseph and I could talk about this for hours. We have before. (laughs) Don't do it, don't do it. They ain't ready. (laughs) They ain't ready. As you know, I like to finish with one final question. And it's now your chance again to answer this. What is the best advice you were ever given Or what's a piece of advice you would give your younger self? You look stressed. (laughs) You didn't know this question was coming.
0: I knew this question was coming, but I I don't want to use my same answers last time. Okay. Um, Oh, I should be good with um, question and answer, but it still gets me sometimes. May I have the question again?
1: Sure. (laughs) What is the best advice you were given? Or what's a piece of advice you would give your younger self?
0: I would say this time I'm gonna lean more towards a piece of advice I'd give my younger self. Um I would tell my younger self to let go of things sooner. Also that may think that may, you know, if my younger self was able to receive this advice, you know, future self speaking to young <laughs> self, there may be some songs that maybe some songs that never get written. But um I would tell my younger self to to let go of certain things sooner and to To fall into that vulnerability because there's a certain there it when you when you find someone that it's it's safe to be vulnerable around there's this sense of community there's this sense of support that exists there that everyone needs everyone needs someone to be completely utter utterly ugly messy vulnerable with. And I mean, to tack onto that, let go of things sooner, I would tell my younger self to find that person that you can be super vulnerable with, that's going to um, sharpen your iron, that's going to convict you, that's going to, you know, criticize you all within love. And don't be afraid of that
1: that's it for this week's episode of the tea with brie <laughs> be sure to follow us on instagram at the tea with Bree. send me an email at the tea with Bree at gmail.com and visit the website the tea with don't forget to rate review and subscribe on apple podcast or wherever you get your podcast a special thanks to Mama juke for our theme music and i will talk to y'all next week bye